Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis. This is episode 22 of this awesome show, and I am joined today by Katie. Hi. And Emma. Yo, yo. And we are reviewing the new film. It came out September 15th of this year of our Lord and Savior. Uh, damn it. I was going to bring Satan? up some, some cartoon character. Our Lord and Savior, I don't know, Spike from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> we're reviewing Night Books, which was actually based on a children, horror fantasy children's book. It's a book. I'm very curious and I want to pick it up. Uh, J.A. White. I looked it up. He has made a fuck ton of books. And so it's kind of like Rick Riordan with the Percy Jackson books. So I'm very excited about this. If They're all fantasy and you know some scariness like this i am down uh i went and checked out his twitter and when the movie came out he was like yeah i watched this movie with a friend and the friend was like is this a kid's movie and he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) because it's pretty creepy if it's a kid's but movie i was like watching i was like is this a kid's movie this is kind of real and i was like i loved it but i don't know some kids out there probably get a little terrified about it but there's I, a particular scene where I could see kids getting really scared, but maybe most one of it. or two. Like Kristen Ritter doesn't like change or anything. She's no, not like it's other not witches. Kristen Ritter. It's the the scenery, the background. Oh yeah, there's scary background things and the, stuff like that. Yeah, the house itself is scary. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: the producer of this film is Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, isn't that the guy that does Evil Dead? Yes. And Spider Man. Isn't that the guy that did Don't Breathe? Yes. Isn't that the guy that did another movie you reviewed this month? Yes. You uh, watch a lot of his yeah. shit this month. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi is Sam the Raimi month. unofficial, yeah, fucking like host of this month. So <laughs> uh, go Sam Raimi. Uh, we're going to do the trilogy of Evil Dead, my favorite scary movie and the other two around it. A uh, little sandwich of fun. So we're going to do those. That's going to be the like anchor of this month. But go Sam Raimi. He is my absolute favorite. No, not my absolute favorite. There's other directors and producers I really love. But he's <laughs> up there. I love me some Sam Raimi. So uh, this movie's fun. Uh, Katie, what do you think about Nightbooks? Um, I liked it. I think that if it was, hmm, how do I say it? I think it was a really good kids movie. I think this you wanted to be a show. I think this story could easily have been altered just a tiny bit and turned into an adult horror film. Oh, easy. And I would have probably liked it a little bit more. Um, not that I don't like the kid aspect. I just think like the scary parts could have been scarier. Oh, easy. Um, yeah. yeah. But because it's aimed at kids, it's a little less, you know, everything has to be it brought back a bit because kids just don't have the constitution for it. But it was good. I liked it a lot. Kristen Ritter played a good witch. Yeah, this is like one of the few things I actually enjoyed Kristen Ritter in. Same. And I really liked the uh, the kids that were in it, both the kids. Oh, yeah. It seems like Netflix is really good at picking like kids that are not bad at what they do. Netflix, I would say, is really good at casting. Yeah. Just like they're like fucking Disney's good at casting, too. Yeah. I forgot the female's name. Uh, She does all the casting for Marvel. And so they're like, oh, you know, Kevin Feige picks all the people. No, no. There's one lady. She does all the casting. And so it's like, oh, were you happy about Paul Rudd and Chris Evans? You should shake her hand and not Kevin Feige's hand. And so I can't remember her name to save my life. I'm so sorry, ma'am. But 
there's one lady out there that picks everybody. So, uh, Emma, what do you think about Night Books? I loved it. It was very R.L. Stein. It was very, very like posh goosebumps. Yeah. If you want to like like high end goosebumps. But no, I really I enjoyed it. The color schemes were extremely fun. The kids were intense. The actors were amazing. I am going to jump the freaking shark on talking about my favorite character (laughs) and I need to stop. But no, I just I don't know. It was so well done that it doesn't matter if it was a kid's movie or kid's book or anything. I was like, it had me going a couple moments. Yeah. But no, I would 100% read these books. I would watch this movie over and over. It's amazing. I loved it. It was very cute. No, I, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was fun. Very fun. It's been a while since I've seen a kid's horror film that a newer one that made me smile uh, probably for next year or uh, it depends on where we can fit it in. But I want to watch the new, uh, The Witches, the Roald Dahl. Yes. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that. Because that came out. With, with Anne Hathaway, in, right? Yeah. It yeah. came out in April, maybe? Uh-huh. Sometime earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love the original one. had Angelica Houston as the Scary main as witch. Book. And Angel- Angelica Houston is beautiful. So I was like, you're yeah, pretty. Yeah, and, she, Adams. and she turned into a witch. I was like, you're not pretty. But um, that's, <laughs> that's the... There's other kids' scary movies I've watched, but I remember the witches being like, damn, if you change like three things to tell in the dark, that's that's already an adult horror film. No, that wasn't a kid's film. (laughs) No. (laughs) That was so scary. It said kids, but that was quotation mark. And if you got close to the sign, you saw there was a sticker they put on it said kids. They just covered up the adults with like, that's a kid's movie. Yeah. But psych. But no, uh, the witches, that's probably the closest thing I can think of that was like, fuck, this is almost not a kid's movie like horror wise <laughs> the witch was fucking scary man when they like jumped on the kids and turned them into like little like mice and stuff it was fucking scary but uh night books was really good i liked it uh like katie said i could see it easily see this as an adult maybe like teenagers like older kids dealing with issues and you know the older they get and the more shit you can put them through or honestly i can see it as a show this could have easily been a tv show uh, oh yeah um, and just them dealing with shit for a season maybe i don't know eight eight episodes i don't need a 26 episode thing but yeah give me eight to ten i'll be happy uh this would like be a, great. like a mini series or limited series or oh, something yeah, yeah definitely that would have been really good like how uh disney's doing stuff now yeah episodes, in yeah. and out eight episodes in and out i like that but uh no night books was really good so it seems like it's a thumbs up from everybody here I I had a great time with this. So uh, we'll get through the story. Uh, a really good story it has a lot of. Hey, think about this in your real life. <laughs> yeah. Kind of situations, which which is good because uh, it's a lot of things that people deal with every day. So well, we'll get this. So the main character, Alex, he's uh from New York, and we learn from the beginning that uh, he's a little different from his what the way his parents put it. Um, when we hop into the story there's things already moving and we have to kind of catch up but alex we learn uh he loves to write scary stories and then we catch him as he's saying he will never write another one again and he's just like destroying his room i feel like watching this as an adult it was like very 
obvious like why it was happening but because it's made for kids they drag it out like you don't actually find out why until way later and then like i can definitely see the moment like when he does talk about it like the kids going like oh that's why he was gonna give it up but the second he was like i fucking quit i was like oh that kid's getting bullied it's oh yeah like for sure somebody's talking (laughs) shit on him but yeah yeah so uh he is destroying his room and he grabs his night books this collection of scary stories and which is really fucking cool he's made books of scary stories this one of the kids i watch he's like basically working on his own night books fucking cool he does comic strips though because he's only in first grade so he doesn't really write as much he doesn't like to write as much but (laughs) he does have like comic strips that are of scary stories and he has a character he he has a ghost character called (laughs) boo and then a and a pumpkin called jack and they are and they are friends and they it's like (laughs) it's like that's a good name jack and jack and boo that's a really good name (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cute. So um, Alex actually hears his parents talking. Uh, apparently it was his birthday and no one came to his birthday party. And they're like, well, you know, Alex, he's, you know, kind of weird, you know, and it sucks when kids hear their parents kind of talking like that about them, you know, because every parent's like, I love you, but yeah. they're like, eh, you're kind of weird. And, you know, that sucks. Like I said, um it's one of the worst feelings I've dealt with this when I show people or do something and I'm like, Hey, look at this. This is really cool. And they're like, eh. and I'm like, Oh, and I just kind of stop and just get quiet. It really sucks when people stifle the cool thing that you show them that I understand Alex, this fucking sucks. So Alex, he sneaks out of the house and he's going to go down to the apartments complex, the furnace. He's going to burn all his books. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing any more scary movies. Before he reaches there, he passes by an apartment with an open door and he kind of goes in, which is crazy, but, you know, there's magic involved. And um, he goes in and it was what, a pumpkin pie? Mm-hmm. A slice of pumpkin pie and yep. a scary movie on the TV. Oh, one of his favorites. Uh, fucking The Lost Boys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'd have went in. I'm like, oh, shit, Lost Boys. No, uh, you wouldn't. You're too cautious. I'm not going in somebody's house, but I've been outside. Looking. <laughs> oh, shit, The Lost Boys. Uh, so he goes into the apartment and the door closes behind him and he wakes up in this magical apartment uh, of a witch named Natasha, a very fancy way of spelling it with N-A-T-A-C-H-A, Natasha, very nice way to spell it. Um, and she is ready to just absolutely kill him. And he's and she asks him, what do you do? What's your special thing? Why shouldn't I kill you? which I've heard that I've heard a character say that in some story that I've read at some point. They're like, why are you so important? And why should I not kill you right now? And they're like, Oh shit. And he tells her, I write scary stories. And she's like, Oh, Oh shit. Really? And she's like, okay, you have to read me a scary story every night. Or I'll eat yourself. Just like the fucking tribute. Uh, yeah. So he's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I can do that. And he's very terrified. And then she puts him to work. He's like, hey, you need inspiration or whatever. Here's the library. And here's Yasmin, another girl that's here. And uh, she won't bother you, but she'll show you where everything is. So Yasmin, uh, she reveals that she was lured into the apartment uh, a few years ago in Washington. So this apartment moves to just snatch up kids which is horrific to think about. 
but she gets drawn in because uh, of a meal that her grandmother used to make. And she smelled it and was like, man, I miss my grandma and got a little too close and snatched up. So it's like, oh, it, it plays on things that you absolutely love. So that's why the Lost Boys was on. He's like, oh, shit, the Lost Boys. Fuck, I'm going here and snatches it up. So it'd probably be a room full of candy and I don't know, aliens. And I'd be like, oh, shit, aliens. And I'd go a little too far. Or a room full of cats and Evil Dead playing. I'm like, oh, shit, Evil Dead and kitties. And I'd go a little too far and get snatched up. So, <laughs> so the next few days, Alex is using his night books to read stories. And Natasha's like, that's dumb. Werewolves don't do that. Uh, ghosts can't touch things. She's like calling out all the, the shit that he wouldn't know because he's just a normal kid. But all the horror themes that she's like, well, in our world, ghosts can do this, this and that. And she's like correcting him the whole time. And she keeps threatening his life. Like, you need to get it together, chief, or I'm going to fucking kill you. And he's like, oh, shit. So uh, he's constantly just terrified. And he can't write a news story. And he doesn't tell uh, Yasmin why, but he has, I would say, a type of writer's block, but it's more just emotional. Well, I guess writer's block can be emotional. Yeah. But he has just a mental block, and he just can't write a story. And he's being really shitty about it so Yasmin tells them that they can't really sneak around and do whatever they want because Natasha has a magical cat named Lenore that can turn invisible and just watches them the whole time and so a Mm. lot of it is them dealing with Lenore and you know it's just like a hairless uh I forget what type of cat that is the hairless one cat yeah so the sphinx cat just keeps popping up and just it poops on a sandwich that Alex is about to eat and just knocks things over. I'm like, you little jerk. <laughs> yeah, that kind of bitch. Yeah. So uh, every night, Natasha, she is more and more grumpy about Alex's stories. And anytime he tries to put a nice ending to him, like there's one about this kid that's looking for his friend and she ends up as a ghost. And so he's trying to get her out and he escapes at the end and doesn't become a ghost. And Natasha's like, no, no happy endings. They all have to end sad. And then he's like, oh, uh, well, the ghosts drag him back into it and he becomes a ghost. And she's like, good. And she's very happy about it. So um, so there's a little bit more to that. Um, and so the main question keeps popping up. Of Natasha keeps asking, him, like, well, why were you going to burn your night books? Like, these are really cool stories or all right stories. Why are we going to burn it? And he keeps dodging the question. And just about every night, she brings up the next same questions. Like, hey, motherfucker, you didn't answer me last, you know, last night. Why are we going to burn those books? And then Yasmin, she, she'll distract in some way. And so it's like that. So um, one morning in the library, looking for inspiration because he's running low on night book stories. Um, Alex, he finds that somebody was there before them, uh, a girl and she was writing in the margins of certain stories uh, just about her life. And so uh, she brings up that she had a unicorn necklace. And so he calls her the unicorn girl. And then there's clues of she might have gotten free. She might have gotten out of the situation. And so he's going book by book looking for any clues that she did. And it's a gigantic library. I don't know how many floors it would be in real life, but it was gigantic. It was like a hundred stories. Tall. Yeah, it was absolutely absurd. And Yasmin, uh, he doesn't tell her at first. And so he's just trying his best. And every night he's 
using a story and little by little he's getting closer and closer and so yasmin actually drags alex uh a couple times to work on uh household things that she does so what she does is she does the cooking and she cleans and she does all the maintenance around the house so it seems like in the gardening yeah it mm-hmm. seems like she adopted or picked up a lot of jobs that other kids were doing and we'll find out a little bit later about that and so um we find out yasmin yasmin doesn't want to be friends with Alex because there were a ton more other kids there and they all were friends in trying to get out. And because of not really a mistake that she did, it's just an attempt to escape uh, with Yasmin, everyone else took the blame to keep her safe. And so everybody else got snatched up and killed, quotation mark, at this point. But we find out that they were turned into tiny little toy figures and so that's what happens and yasmin actually says that sometimes you better hope that she doesn't do that to you because apparently that's like the worst thing ever or she could just fucking torture you and kill you so uh she's a very bad lady and so they don't see the unicorn necklace on any of those frozen kids so they they must have uh they deduce that that the unicorn girl must have gotten away somehow and so they search through all the notes and they actually find a recipe for a sleeping potion that she wanted to use on the witch, wanted to use on Natasha. And so reading through the potion, they were trying to figure out a way to mask the smell of one of the ingredients. You could smell it. And so they were like, she's really, Natasha's really smart. She'll know what we're trying to do. We got to find a way to hide the smell. And they actually use one of the stories that Alex makes to find the ingredient that can hide that smell. So he comes up with a really cool story about a, a sorcerer um, keeping this giant monster sleep every night and he takes these gems from it and he's like, oh, well, you know, the sorcerer used, I forgot what. Bindweed. Yes, bindweed and you use this. And she's like, you idiot, no one uses that. Bindweed doesn't do that. Bindweed does this. Yeah, you dumb dumb. And they're like, all right. They look at each other like, we found the combination. So um, they make the potion and they dump it into her lemonade at first uh, for dinner the next night. But unfortunately, the lemonade turns green. (laughs) So the concoction they made made the lemonade not yellow, it was green. So if I was a jumpy witch, someone handed me a green cup of lemonade. I'm like, get the, this poison out of my fucking face. I'm going to kill you both. So they're freaking out. And so they have to kind of pull a audible and be like, well, we'll find another way to get the poison to her. And then they lose a container of the potion. And they're like, fuck. And so Alex, at this point, has lost all of his night books to a shredder, a giant, uh, well, not a giant, a small little monster ended up in his room after they fought in the, uh, garden the garden and destroys all of his books so he is now without books and still a little bit of a writer's block so sitting in front of natasha he's trying to make up a story and he's like oh this is the story of the cuckoo clock and he like looks to his right and sees a cuckoo clock she instantly catches on it's like uh what and she's like this is the story of bob and his cuckoo clock and so bill with his cuckoo clock she's like i thought his name was bob and he's like oh shit so <laughs> uh she gets very upset and he's like are you what's happening are you out of stories are you useless now and he's like no no i got stories i got stories and we find out that lenore the invisible cat 
after being saved by Alex and Yasmin earlier. Several times. Yeah. Actually dumped the potion into her little perfume container. So every night, uh, Natasha would spray herself with perfume because I don't know. Just made her happy, I guess. And so she gets knocked out. And then Lenore gets knocked out too because it had to use like, you know, it's cat mouth to pour the potion in. So I was like, hey, good job. So when she gets knocked out, they steal her keys and they actually open the door with one of the keys and they end up in a forest. And so they run off and they're like, we're home. We're in some forest. Fuck it. We'll just, you know, run out of here. And then they realize that the forest is part of the apartment because they peel back the wood from a tree and it's the wallpaper of the apartment. And they're like, oh, we're still in the house. And they find a cottage made of candy, just like Hansel and Gretel. And they realize that they're in that story. Well, Alex does. Yasmin's like, damn, that smells really good. And they get taught, they get caught by Natasha and brought down to the cottage's basement. And so Natasha tells them, oh, you use that cool potion and you found your way here. Well, guess what? I'm the unicorn girl. And that was me because I was trying to get away from the scary witch that was here. And you find out that Natasha is really not the big bad of the story. There's an actual scary fucking witch in the basement that she's been keep that she's been keeping asleep this whole time because the witch loves scary stories with bad endings that keeps her sleep if there's any good endings in her stories she'll wake up and natasha tells him if she wakes up we're all we're all screwed so you know i know you don't like me but you're not you're absolutely not gonna like that lady if she wakes up and i, I actually like that that whole situation i was like dang natasha's like i'm a piece of shit that's a scary person over there I'm, i've been keeping them asleep this whole time so uh we we find out that natasha um actually made it back home but then she find out she found out that her parents moved because it's been years that went by and so natasha didn't have anywhere to go so when she was younger she stayed with the witch and like she studied witchcraft under the witch and got strong and then found a way to knock her out. And it's like, cool. It's got to read scary stories to her to keep her asleep. And so Natasha became the new witch in charge. And the she, new witch from Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. And she uses the perfume bottles to just uh, harvest the magic from the witch and sprays magic onto her. So that's why she sprays the bottle all the time. And so she finally asks Alex, why? Why do you want to burn your nightbook so bad? And so we find out that Alex, on his birthday, told his best friend, like, hey, man, like, I made these new stories. You got to come over. It's, you know, it's my birthday. It's going to be like a haunted house. Yeah, we like made all the stuff. And his friend was like, nah, these scary stories are kind of like. They're kind of dumb. They're kind of dumb. And I'm hanging out with some other people. So I'll catch you later. And so like on his birthday, telling him. His best friend was like, nah, you're too weird for me, bro. Yeah. The thing you love is stupid. I'll catch you later, bud. And so we find out that Alex was absolutely just devastated by this. As you should, man. That fucking sucks. You know? Like Um, your, your best friend literally ditched you for an Xbox. That is the fucking worst. Yeah, that really sucks and so he was so ashamed and hurt that he was going to burn his stories and hide that part of them so he could be quotation mark normal and that oh that fucking sucks because there's kids out there that do that because people are like oh that's really weird man you should put that and I'm like okay 
and then they're just not as happy as they could be in life. Like, ah, sucks. So uh, Natasha, she's really kind of um, like she's pumped about the story and the you know sleeping witch is like eh, that's really sad. So that that works out. But Alex ends the story of saying that he he's glad he was kidnapped because he's met some really good friends, Yasmin and Lenore, friends that actually like care about what makes him special because here what makes us special keeps us alive so you have nothing to do but cultivate that thing which is really cool that's funny alex is like i'm glad you tried to kill me every night because it made me realize that what i love is important <laughs> so it's a really good metaphor i guess uh this really good story wakes up the witch and you're like oh shit and she her face, her, I guess her whole body is like part candy. I, yeah. The candy. Like that, yeah. Or food. It was, it she, was, because she's been laying in one place, it's almost like barnacles. Yeah. On a boat, but because she's been laying in one place and like covered in this candy coffin situation, it's basically grown into her. Yeah. So Natasha, as uh, very much a second in command, like a star scream to a Megatron. Uh, the second the big bad wakes up, be like, hey, hey, uh, hey, you woke up. I'm so happy you woke up. I've been trying to wake you up this whole time. I don't know what the fuck happened. And the witch is like, nah, man, I know you were keeping me asleep. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so <laughs> Natasha's like, nah, man, I've been practicing. I'm going to kick your ass. And she tries to fight the witch. So she drops a perfume bottle. Yasmin grabs the bad boy and they scoot off. Uh, they leave Natasha to fight the witch which is the best situation because they're just normal fucking kids yeah. <laughs> with an invisible cat uh yasmin opens the front door to the whole building using natasha's magic and they get back to alex's apartment complex because i guess it hasn't moved since and so the witch follows them so natasha got fucked up at some point she's out out of the story anymore and they make it down to the furnace room and the witch down there is going to absolutely eat them. And so Yasmin's about to get eaten. And Alex is like, hey, I'm going to toss out all these like little sweet ass stingers to stories. Like if you read the back of a book, you're like, hey, hey, Katie opened this door. She saw the scariest damn thing she ever saw. And you're like, well, what did she see? Well, uh, Emma, you know, Emma lost her leg in the war. You know what happened to the leg? This person ate it. Like, wait, wait, what? How? How? How did they eat it? And then drags her over to the furnace. And then it's like, hey, you want to know those stories? They're in this book. Yeah. And throws the night book into the fire. And the witch is like, no, I want and you throw the endings. But my book. Right. And hops into the furnace, just like Hansel and Gretel. Hey, metaphors. And gets all the types melted. So it's like, if you've ever seen candy get melted or are you trying to like reduct reduce like i don't know chocolate and shit candy melts very scarily if you yeah, put it in heat yeah it's crazy <laughs> so like honestly witch... try to melt a candy cane it is nightmarish yeah Blech. it's creepy so uh the witch is absolutely melted and that furnace probably smells really good actually <laughs> so... uh burnt sugar kind of smells like poop yeah, yeah. probably for a, for a little bit it smelled pretty good but then i was like mm, that's a corpse well, I read like there's a moment in every cremation where the body is perfectly cooked. <laughs> I mean, if she was made out of Snickers, that'd be pretty good smelling. Yeah. Or like Mars bars. Yeah. Nice. Well, 
Made out of chocolate. <laughs> Made out of Milky Ways. I'm like, damn, you smell good, girl. Chocolate. <laughs> Open it up real quick, get a spoon. <laughs> have some of that Milky Way. Uh, so Alex smells like it- body odor and fresh baked cookies. <laughs> so Alex makes it back home. They don't say how long he's been gone, but I assume maybe close to a month. Maybe a while, a bit, long yeah. Long enough, they were like, "Holy shit, our kid's back!" Uh, so he's back, and he's like, "Hey, this is my friend Yasmin and her hairless cat Lenore." And they're like, "What? Whatever, man, you're back. We're so happy." And so we do a cool little fast forward. Yasmin is has we find out she's been gone for three years, and she's back with her parents in Washington, which is really good. I'm glad they didn't like give up hope because it's like, man, we've been looking for my kid for three years. They absolutely disappeared from this earth. And like, yeah. well, let's. I don't want to live in this town anymore because my kid disappeared here. Just like the same thing with Natasha. So it's good that her parents were close. So Yasmin actually visits Alex, scares the fuck out of him because he's like chilling in his room and gives him a new night book, a notebook to record his cool new night books. And so his passion for writing scary stories is back because that shit kept him alive. So good yeah. for him. Keep doing it. Uh, and they're very happy together. Uh, really good friends. Best friends. Yeah, I was very happy about that. And then meanwhile, we go back to Natasha's house and we see that the figurines of the, the kids are starting to move like the like the magic is wearing off and they're breaking free. Who was it? Claire? Was that her name? The one in the green shirt? The yeah, one that's I think so, yeah. in Claire? Yeah, she's so they're breaking free, which is great. And then we see Natasha's hand slams down so natasha survived so she i guess she kicked the witch's ass which is great so they could easily do another one um from what i saw they only he only made one night book book but it'd be really cool if like um tasha wanted revenge because i guess if i was an evil witch i'd want revenge on the kids that screwed me over well i i loved the juxtaposition though of when they threw the witch into the fire and after it had all burned and the notebook was all burned, they showed the pile of melted candy and then one section of his notebook that said the end or is it? And then it was the dolls all like moving and her slamming her hand down. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was, she did the shit. She it was really cool. Uh, very much a book ending because, yeah. you know, with people like, man, this might be good. So let me just keep it open a little bit. Just like with right. Percy Jackson. He wrote mm-hmm. the first book and he kept it kind of wiggly at the end, just in case, you know, uh, the movie yeah. did not do that. And that's why no. it didn't do that good. They're like, oh, Luke, you did all this by yourself. Yeah. No one helped me. What? You stole from the gods for no reason. Yeah. I'm like, that's stupid. Whatever. I'm mad about Percy Jackson movies. So, that is correct. Yeah. Oh, that movie makes me so mad. Uh, Katie, who's your favorite character in Nightbooks? Alex. <laughs> he was the best. What? Oh, you flipped it. You're like, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Alex is the best. He, even though he was like super down on himself for yeah. his night books and getting bullied, he was very positive the whole time they were, the whole time they were um, fucking trapped in the house. He was very positive and always trying to be friends with both Lenore and the girl yeah he was very he was like trying to figure it out and trying to keep them nice or just trying to be nice to them the whole time and i thought that was really cool i like characters like that who just like yeah. never falter in their uh the way that they are 
their personality yeah. never changes no matter how like shitty the situation is agreed uh, emma well i wrote down the dynamic duo so that would be uh yasmin and alex i just liked how their dynamic developed throughout yeah. the movie but my honorable mention was lenore and that's why i said i was going to spoil one of my favorite characters at the beginning of this because that cat was absolute gold yeah incredible the character development of the fucking cat was also amazing so good job otis so i wrote down yasmin i love a good character that we don't get the full story she did explain it little by little like hey, the reason I'm the way I am and I don't want to trust anybody new is because I saw a lot of people like get taken away from me. Yeah, And if she was a tough kid, they don't explain how long she was there with just her and Natasha. So yeah. she had to toughen up really good. And I, I like characters that they go through a lot of shit. And then someone new pops up. They're like, well, I want to get out of here. Like, bro, you don't get out. And they're just so de- just down. And then this new person comes in and just like lifts up their spirits enough for they're like, no, we can actually do this. It was yeah. really cool to see her change. I, I had a great time with Yasmin. Uh, Definitely. Was, she was tough. They needed someone tough like that because Alex didn't believe in himself and he needed Yasmin to like get her, you know, get him through that. So I had a great time. Yasmin was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, who was your least favorite character? The Shredders. they had a cool design so they were like little spiders um like little demon spiders that their legs were like sharp enough like scissors and then their faces were like skulls which was pretty dope with like sharp fangs like they looked really cool but they were assholes like yep i did not like that at all like fuck those things so that was my least favorite character Emma. I said Alex's parents. I did not care for how dismissive they were of his situations and his feelings and his struggles. And they were like whiny about the whole thing. And it just, I don't know, it hit hard that they were being whiny. Like, what are you trying to be whiny about? Like, he's the one that got hurt with this. Like, What's your problem? What are you sitting here crying over? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, his, I mean, parents, his parents made me upset. Well, I feel like his parents were just at a loss of what to do. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if I threw a party for my kid and then nobody showed up, like, because, like, they already know that people think he's weird. Yeah. And that he only has one friend. But the fact yeah. that his one friend couldn't even be bothered to show up, like, how do you approach your kid in that situation? And like, what do you do? Do you like, it's a legitimate conversation that you have to have. Like, do you try to like encourage your kid to keep being weird and like out there? Yeah. Well, you should, I think you should, but like, but you also don't want to see your kid get bullied. Well, no, of course not. I mean, like it is that fine line of like, being the parent and trying to figure out what's best for the best experience for your kid yeah but at the same time i don't know like it just 
It felt icky the way that they were talking about it and how they yeah. were going about it. I was like, ooh. It was an inconvenient conversation for him to have overheard. 100%. For sure. Yeah. That was not a conversation that kid was meant to hear. No. Yeah. Otis. So, I mean, yeah. Emma brought up the parents. I wrote down shitty kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, his best friend was just like, yeah, that thing you love and what, you know, just gives you life. It's stupid. Stop doing it, man. Like you're weird. I'm like, that sucks, man. But that happens to a lot of kids, which is absolutely terrible. Hey, if you're younger and there's something that people are like, quit doing that. I mean, if it's like, I don't know, eating dirt, maybe don't eat dirt. But if it's like you like making like these crazy little videos in your backyard using like, I don't know, your dogs, keep doing that, man. You might be a fucking like movie director one day. You don't know what you can do. Just keep going on it yeah all these directors that make these awesome movies and they get billions of dollars to just make movies all these people started as kids just doing these stupid little videos quentin tarantino he's a wee little kid making movies splicing together commercials and then he started making movies so that part hurts because i've heard like uncles and aunts i've heard just adults say like that's kind of weird i remember reading comic books and i used to like talk with my family i'm like man so captain america he like loses his powers and then he's fighting the red skull and he's like de-aging so they're like both old people like fight and they're like that's oh, kind of weird i'm like oh okay and I just keep yeah. it to myself you know it's fun that marvel you know shows people that comic books are awesome because for a fucking long time reading comic books that was the nerdiest fucking dumbest thing you could do mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I'm, I love that everyone's like, man, Hulk is awesome. I'm like, well, fuck, I have years of fucking like fun facts for you about the Hulk and Captain America and stuff. So there was a big chunk of time where it sucked to know things like that. And it, it just, it stinks, man. It, I feel the pain of that. So yeah, uh, that really sucks. That, that stuck with me. I was like, fuck, that sucks. So, Let's do seven word synopsis. I have three of them. Uh, Kristen Ritter looked real good in this. I I don't. I have an issue. Just tough ladies. Uh, it ain't an issue. I just yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my second one. Hey, look! It's Sam Raimi producing Gold. This yeah. dude, Sam Raimi is just like, oh, that movie's about scary books and a witch. Hell yeah, I'll put money on that. Oh, uh, this this film's about. Uh, a blind guy but he's like a badass like killing burglars yeah y'all put money on that like that's all he does and it's awesome uh and my third one people shitting on your dreams really suck correct yeah so just punch him in the throat man someone says that thing you love is dumb just hit him in the throat katie oh bella's laying on your book (laughs) kidnapped kids must escape evil witch house Nice. Yep. <laughs> Actually, the synopsis. Yep, a real synopsis. Who to thunk? Emma. I have a few. House of never-ending rooms births kidnapping nightmare. Yeah. Celebrate darkness that runs in your mind. I liked that quote when she was like, "You need to celebrate this darkness," and I was like, "Fuck yes, girl." Yeah. And then I'm really proud of one of the words in this next one murderous 
Grasshawked a praying man terror is an Ooh. interesting view of nightmares. Oh shit. <laughs> those fucking shredder things, I was like, you're a grasshopper octopus with praying mantis fingers and you look like nightmares. So no thank you. <laughs> you're nightmare fuel. Right. And then my alliterative scary story scribe stuck in Stein-esque storyscape. Hell yeah. Yeah, R.L. Stein be very proud of this. Oh, yeah. So, the minority kill count uh, for a scary film about a witch. No one died in it. Except the witch. Yeah, and I assume she was this old white lady. Old wrinkly white lady with candy skin. So, our minority kill count is still at 179 and a Tito Turtle. (laughs) No mas. No mas. God, he's going to ass beat no (laughs) more. So this movie came out September 15th, 2021. I could not find a budget or a box office because it's a Netflix film and they only show off so much stuff. But the reception of the film is pretty high. Uh, a lot of people say like, hey, there's a lot to it and it's pretty familiar, like the plot and stuff. Like like Katie was saying, it's like, oh, I'm done writing books. But why? I don't want to tell you. And Katie's like, oh, you got bullied. It's like, yeah. I've seen this story before, you know, but everyone said like, it's a really fun story and moderately scary, like for kids and stuff. I was like, watching. I was like, God damn, it's kind of not a kid's film, you know? Damn nature, you scary. And there were points I was like, this, this could be a legit scary movie if you really wanted to do because fantasy and horror, like hold hands and skip around all the time, just like sci-fi and horror. So they easily could have made this way scarier. So mm-hmm. um, I liked it. It was really good. So um, if you're out there, give it a shot. Night books, pretty dang good. Good to see Chris Ray look good. So not uh, melancholy and frumpy in Jessica Jones. She had reasons to be frumpy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying she, <laughs> she had good reasons. <laughs> but yeah, she's way better than this. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Kristen Ritter or Sam Raimi, you can tweet us at Alan Tompon. We have an email. It is Alan Presents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook. Alan Tom Presents. So check out the Facebook. The episodes drop. It's really fun and easy for me. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Studio Fitas, for the artwork. And there'll be more thanks later. Wink, wink. Uh, but no, uh, thank you, Katie. Thank you, Emma. Uh, this is episode 22. We got nine more of these bad boys. And so uh, they're just about written in the stars. We have a couple more guest episodes. Uh, one with my wrestling friends. Um, I got to find the time to do that with them very soon. And another uh, kid-friendly, scary film with Legos. Lego people, they make really good ones. So, uh, and then we're going to end with some really good scary films. Well, not scary, but good films. Uh, but I'm very happy with this. Like I said, this the set list was really good. I think we're going to finish up a trilogy with a new fourth film, one of my favorite ones. And I showed everybody this trilogy last year. So I think we're going to watch the fourth <laughs> one. Uh, but no, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. I don't know what to say, but that shit was awesome.